Welcome to the Chasing Brighter podcast, a show about self-discovery and lifestyle tips for moms. We are your hosts. I'm Kelly, a wife, mom of two, and an independent consultant with my own company in Chicago. And I'm Jessica, a wife, mom of three, and owner of my own outpatient mental health practice in Nevada. You're about to go on a journey of self-discovery as we chase a brighter you. Every single week, we will bring you new episodes that will cover everything from lifestyle and tips to more serious conversations about grief, life, and hardships. Whether it's a duo episode or we have a guest, you are guaranteed to pick up a new tool or feel less alone. This one is for the moms that have forgotten how to make time to keep their spark alive. Allow this show to be a reminder to always keep chasing a brighter version of you. Let's get into it. You wear a Fitbit. I wear a Fitbit. I have been doing cardio like crazy since June. Okay. I go to Pilates two to three times a week, yoga once a week. I've been running and walking. Average to good is my cardio fitness score. And it really pisses me off. Because as you know, I'm an Enneagram 3 and need to achieve. And I am pissed that mom's cardio fitness score is excellent for women of her age. Do you know your cardio fitness score from Fitbit? Let me tell you about my own approach toward this. Okay. Because I am an Enneagram 7, which is about having fun and positivity. I choose my technology devices and mostly applications and other things that really are about making me feel good about myself. Therefore, I don't want, I don't pay attention to the Fitbit one because it is annoying. It takes your heart rate not constant. Maybe there's some way to like fix it. But if you had an Apple Watch and then you have it set to workout mode when you're doing those activities, it is a continuous heart rate monitor and you get more points on your apps or whatever. You're eating and basically telling your Fitbit you're working out 16 hours. No, what's annoying is so the Fitbit tracks zone minutes. When you say tap it, it'll check your heart rate. But when you're moving around and you're not staring at it on your wrist, it's not always checking your heart rate. So it's very annoying because I work out with uh, a fitness group a couple times a week. And I will put on my Apple Watch functional training workout. I will get 200 plus calorie burn in that workout. Okay. My heart rate's all over the place, but it's more hit. And if you're doing more hit stuff, Fitbit doesn't operate that way. Fitbit wants you to walk at a constant rate or run at a constant rate so it can monitor that. So the other day I did an hour's worth of workout and it was, I was sweating. It was a good calorie burn. How many effing activity minutes I get a Fitbit? Six. Six minutes. It's BS, Jess. This is also Fitbit. What's wrong with Fitbit? Dad, if you wanna... Dad gets zone minutes if I say we're having cupcakes. Said <laughs> <laughs> so his heart rate goes up before he eats. It, I can't get the zone minutes. Crazy. Well, also, there are some people who just have effed up heart rates because Ryan gets weird heart rates. I feel it. Yeah. I feel like I have to work really hard for them, which I suppose is good for my heart. The other thing that's really a disappointment on Fitbit is that it got bought by Google and they are not doing much R&D on this. I mean, you could probably Google it and contradict me, but I get this spidey sense. Aren't in tech. I'm sorry. 
is D, diagnostics, and R is rejuvenation. Oh, I'm sorry. What I mean is Fitbit got bought by Google, okay? This giant behemoth. And as a result, the people who are in charge... I thought Amazon bought Fitbit. Mm -mm. I'm going to go to Fitbit.com right now. What R&D is? Yeah, it's by Google. Okay, so what I'm going to tell you is it's research and development. My point is Google only bought Fitbit for the data. They only care about the data. They don't care about the devices and the software and the way to innovate. So research and development is R&D. Innovating, investing in those products, making the user interfaces better. Bringing back some of the features that they've disabled. No, it is a cash cow for Google. They're not doing anything. And so Fitbit is going to like die a slow death if you ask. No, I totally feel that. We have all had Fitbits since when, Kelly? Forever. Well, because I used to work out in Silicon Valley and when the Fitbit came out, everybody had one. I've been thinking about the Apple Watch for the rings so I can get my rings because my friend gets the rings. So our big problem is... The rings are very arbitrary, though. You set your own rings. I understand. Your rings are going to be like four steps. That's <laughs> got my rings. I want to be like... They aren't, but... But we all did Fitbit because if you had the Fitbit app for free, you could do challenges and do step challenges. And that was a way for us to connect to our family all across the country. And Fitbit took that off. But now what I'm hearing you say with the lack of R&D, that all makes sense. And so you're right, Fitbit is dying and that makes me sad. So I need to maybe look at some other monitors that will make me happy and give me a better heart. So I don't, so I'm not a good, I don't want to be very good. I want to be excellent. Now, before we abandon ship, because I do, you know, I have both because I'm really a nerd. Maybe I like to feel like a nerd, but I do have hope in the next, I think we should give it six months. My thinking is Google bought Fitbit. They're still trying to get their act together and figure out how to run that company or what to do with it. I put on their message boards a long tirade about why they are losing people because they've lost the work we hustle. It was the work we hustle, man. So I think that's going to be brought back. I think there are a lot of loyal people who really like it because of that. But that's assuming they want to invest in Fitbit as it exists now. So wearables are still a huge thing. The other thing real quick I want to talk about. I feel like since 2022, I have been really good at returning things. I don't know where you're with returning things. Like I would just eat it. And I know that you also like Lay's potato chips, just the plain potato chips. You know, it has like three ingredients. And I bought a big snack bag size for lunches. And Gabby opened them up and it tasted like a bag of salt. And I tasted one and I was like, this is horrible. And she was like, I know. And before that, there was a bag of something I got from Costco and I just threw it away. And my friend was like, why'd you throw it away? They'll take it back forever. So then I talked to my other friends about Sam's Club and they're like, oh yeah, you can return food all the time. She was like, when I worked at Walmart, people would like return the craziest things. It would be like an empty carton of milk <laughs> and they took it back. And so I was really proud of myself today that I went and returned food, which I have never done before. Have you ever returned food? I have never returned food. I have two comments on that. Number one, my mother-in-law does, but they live down from a grocery store. It's way too much hassle for me to return something at a grocery yeah. store. However, I don't grocery shop that often. I use Instacart. And because I use Instacart, if you don't like what you got, you can request a credit. 
Oh, right. So if something is like, like if I got, I don't know, a bag of cookies or something and they were torn open or something else, I would just put it in there. Ironically, Instacart has its own trials and tribulations, as you know. And I had two mishaps this week. One is I ordered a bunch of groceries and I only got half of them. Like when you... Did you put no substitutions? No, 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 no. They bought them all. They purchased all the things. And when they deliver them to me, I think they forgot like a grocery bag in their trunk. And so half of my groceries are missing. And you needed them. Yes, I did. So I was able to sort through that. The thing that recently happened is I want to make potato leek soup because it's getting colder out and I wanted to I have a bunch of potatoes and I got a couple of leeks from my CSA. And so I ordered the leeks and I got four leeks because I ordered four leeks. That's what I thought. And they were sets of leeks. I ordered four sets of leeks. I got mm. eight leeks. I have like mm. half of our fridge is like it's leeks. leeks. I wonder if you can slice them and freeze them. I need to Google how to make a lot of leek things. Well, I've been doing, I found out that Walmart, if you pay, I'm so behind on these things, but Walmart, if you pay $99, you get free delivery for the whole year. The reason I like Walmart is the prices are way cheaper and they you can get you can order an air mattress in the same order as ordering milk and butter okay so i love we love following emily jean ferret emily j e a n n e f e r e t she's out near your neck of the woods near chicago and she posted a video from her walmart delivery from that you know nightmare before christmas what's this what's this? You know, there's magic. And so she was like, what's this? What's this? And it was like her Walmart order of like what they substitute, you know, Uh and it was hysterical. And so I put on there, I'm such a bad about substitutions. I put no substitutions. And this, this food delivery person posted and said, I love you. That's awesome. Because if you put no substitution, there's no pressure. But if you allow substitutions and there's absolutely nothing there that you can substitute, she gets in trouble from her boss for not finding something and throwing it in the cart, but then the customer gets mad and gives them a bad review. So that's fascinating. Do you go with nothing or do you go with a substitution that is something that you may or may not? Like if there's nothing in the store. I'll just say refund, no. please. Like usually. You say I, no substitution. I appreciate there's the Instacart shopper who was like, Send you a picture of like the empty shelves and it's yes. like, this is gone. I'm like, what is yes. that doing for me? I get nothing out of that. Yeah. Versus one who is like, here, do you want anything else in here? I mean, just here's what, here's my experience. I'm completely sexist when it comes to this. And when it says Thomas is starting your shopping order, I'm like, what's well, a man? So I'm not going to get screwed. anything. I, Kelly, I swear to God. And then when it's a woman, she's like, oh, I know where that is. That's at the end of the aisle or you got to dig around. But I'm not even kidding you. If a woman shops for me, I get 100% of my stuff. And if a man shops, he would be like, there's no bologna, but I can get you a roasted chicken. What? <laughs> I don't notice a difference. I do. The other thing I, is. I'm sexist, I suppose. Sometimes the shopper is the delivery person and sometimes it's not. Yeah, we have Sprouts Farmer's Market and they say they do the shopping. 
the employees at Sprouts put it together. Oh. So he said, hey, I think it was like during the pandemic. And he was like, hey, if you order curbside or delivery, we are the ones doing the shopping. So that's interesting as well. But anyways, anyways, I just thought that was funny. And I do, I have been 50-50 recently, but I like Costco and Sam's because we eat pretty close to 21 meals a day in our house for five people. So five times 21 is what, 105 meals a week. So I need to buy in bulk sometimes for these locusts. What I was doing, I was was trying to look back through um, my favorite Instacart shopper is the person that uses all these like foodie puns. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so excited to be shopping for you today. (laughs) Um, It's really cheesy and it makes me laugh a lot. And so I was trying to look it up, but I can't see it. So, yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was that Wes and Beck are like three and a half years, four years apart in school, right? Wes is an eighth grader. He's going to be a freshman next year. And up until this point, because the only point of reference of parenting I have is our parents who pretty much apply the same rules to both of us all the time. It just seemed like the logical thing to do because for whatever reason, I'm parenting and I'm raising children in a way of fairness, right? Johnny got, you know, Wes got four cookies. I only got three. That's not fair. Okay, here, have another one. Now we're all equal. So there's this whole thing about being treated equally is like important to me as a parent. It's like a value thing. So it's about like that for in the world for me too. I like being treated fairly. But now Wes is getting older and I feel like I need to give him a little bit more freedom than Beckett. So two weeks ago, Wes, so first of all, Wes changed schools. He doesn't have a lot of close friends now. He has like what I would consider to be tier two friends, like a lot of tier two friends he's happy with. He has a handful of tier one, but he lost some tier ones when we moved schools. And so as a result, I think he's not able to get to know kids better. And so I talked to him about this and he told me it was because he can't play video games late because his friends are allowed to play video games. Now, my kids are not allowed to play any video games during the week, but I decided two weeks ago that he would be allowed to stay up late to play video games and he could stay up as late as he wanted. I didn't care. Brian and I were going to go to bed. He got, he's got it figured out. We're going to do this on a trial basis. Made Becca get off at a regular time. Becca was kind of mad, but I had talked to Brian about it. I was like, we need to tell him like, listen, Wes is getting older. Cause what are we going to do? Make Wes go to bed at like eight o'clock when he's like 16. We're going to have to start like letting him be his own person. Cause we send our kids to bed at like eight, eight 30. Cause we're obsessed with sleep. What time do you send your kids to bed? Um, what I'm hearing is I'm a very different parent. <laughs> like, okay. Um, side note, I remember years ago, I said something to the kids that said, I'm going to treat you different, but I love you the same. And I think Ooh, I because like my two oldest are so different in personality, not about aging, but like I completely like when Gabby was little. I, I don't even know what she did, but I took all of her toys and put them in a trash bag and it like changed her life into that after that moment on. If you said I'm gonna take your toys away, she like shot up and listened to you. Dominic was like, I don't really care. You can take all my toys. I don't want them anyway. So immediately I was like, Oh, okay, this is different gonna kids, be different. They require yes. different parenting styles. And You're right. My kids require different sleep, right? Dominic has always needed the most sleep. My middle, my almost 13 year old. 
Gabby functions and can sleep, can get seven, eight and be okay. And so um, I started allowing her, because I didn't let them have phones in their room or anything in their room. And then maybe eighth grade for her, which is what you're doing with Wes, is I was just like, whatever, right? You'll have the consequences if you're really tired and don't appropriately monitor your time. Well, then you'll feel that and then you'll adjust accordingly, right? Um, and we're starting to figure out what to do. Dom's in seventh and we're doing the, it's like the video game thing similar with Dom, but Dom has friends and I don't, I mean, he hasn't changed schools and um, for him, his, his bedtime, it's supposed to be everything off at nine and then get ready for bed nine to nine 30. And then he reads from nine 30 to 10. And then Gabby does whatever, who knows when she goes to bed and Giovanni, our dream life is lights out by 8.30, but because of sports and us traveling, it might be later. But I mean, I do think sleep is really important. Um, and I like the boys to try to get 10 if they can. Yeah. And I mean, during the week, definitely different. On the weekends, we were applying, you know, like, let's say they have to be like off electronics by nine. Once in a while later, but like, usually we were making everybody go to bed at nine. So we started to kind of loosen that. So how's Wes doing with this? He's doing really yeah. awesome. He did great. He put himself to bed at like 1030. He's fine. This is like a thing now. So now we're letting him stay up late on the weekends as late as he wants. Most of his friends end up getting off between 10 and 11. So he gets off. He's not staying up. He only, Wes only cares about being with people. He's highly, highly social. He, he loves being around other kids. And so online gaming is like his outlet if he can't like be at somebody's house. And so he has, you know, whoever he's, I don't know who he's playing with, but um, he bops around to different kids. But I know that there are other parents who let their kids stay up as late as humanly possible or like the kids make the choice, right? Some kids well, just stay up. Well, yeah. I mean, our, our October book club, <clears throat> right, is how to talk so teens will listen and listen so teens will talk. So I am not going to, I need to read this book. And then I will let you know I'm going to handle this. But like for Dominic, we just, Justin said he could get Call of Duty. So, you know, uh -huh. I've been very leery of gun games. He just got Fortnite. Um, he just got Call of Duty because that's what everyone on his baseball team is playing. And then on Saturday night, I was like, you need to get to bed. And it was 1115. And he said, we're almost done. And then Justin talked to him at 1145 and said, you need to shut that off. And so then the next day, I said, I don't like the way this is going um, because you told me you were almost done. And then 30 minutes said, you told your dad you're almost done. And he was like, well, I don't see why I can't step. It's the weekend. Why does it even matter? And my response was, well, because then you're sleeping through the day and our our internal clocks can't switch back and forth from going to bed at midnight and sleeping till noon. And then the, the next day going to bed at 930 and then waking up at six. But I don't know. And the other thing is, is like Dominic is my one. I don't know if Beckett's like that, but Dominic's my one that he cannot monitor himself with electronics and he's never been able to. Gabby, it doesn't hold her attention. She doesn't really care. But like he can't regulate himself he's one of those kids that would be like i just started and it would be like well you've been playing for four hours they had no idea um yes but i don't know we'll see with beckett as he gets older 
So Call of Duty sounds much worse than Fortnite because Fortnite, like from a video game perspective, it's 25 minutes per match. At, ma at most, it's 25 minutes. And so if, it, if they're in a match, I'll say finish off your match. If they know they have to get off, they know they need to get into creative mode or these other challenges where they can get off at any time. So I've kind of like dialed in how they, what the type of video game it is and how they do it. But I'm curious what Call of Duty, I wonder what that is, if that does last longer. Well, and so it's one of those things that I need to listen to him because I'm in the middle of this book. But like, um, Dominic is definitely my why child. Like, why? Does it make any sense? Why? 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 You know? And so um, it's always been. And I told him, because I've had to deal with this more with Gabby, but like, we're definitely, when you talk about being more the more strict parent, you know, Gabby didn't get, it used to be called Musical.ly, and now it's TikTok. Gabby didn't get TikTok forever. Gabby didn't get social media forever. And like, we we are the whole we're like the last holdout with so many different things for their friends. But what's really interesting too, I'm getting feedback from Gabby that like because we're so in our kids' business, her friends really like us. But because we're so in her business, we have the most strict rules. So then they the kids don't understand why we're strict. But I think it goes hand in hand. You know what I mean? Like because we're around and we're cooking your meals and we're there. And a lot of her friends are already, I'm not talking about coddling them, but the parents aren't around anymore because the kids can be left home alone. And being an adolescent therapist for so long, even though teenagers can be assholes, they really want you to be around. Even though they're rude to you, they want you to be around. I think most of my parenting choices are what's convenient for me. You know, like, I want to go to bed. So everybody's going to bed because I'm tired. And so trying to just trust, let Wes stay up later and trust him and know that he well, can Like you're saying, it's he fine. he can regulate because Wes is much more of a social being, that sounds like. But also, Wes is my oldest. And to what you're saying, if he has friends that are his age, but they're youngest, they're the youngest or the younger ones and they have older siblings, it's a totally different they have a, those kids have a totally different experience. Wes has a friend who felt like this kid wasn't nice to him. And the more I've gotten to know this kid, this kid's a trash talker. And he's always, it's kind of all about like, I did great. I am awesome. But I've noticed other kids that are that way. It's because they have an older sibling who's constantly reminding them that they suck. And yeah. so Beckett's a trash talker. And I said, Wes, you realize this kid is like the 13-year-old version of Beckett. He was like, oh, I didn't think about it. I was like, yeah. I'm like, just ignore it. If he's trash talking, they just say stuff. He doesn't mean to hurt your feelings. That has nothing to do with you. It's just that that's how that kid's, like, unfortunately navigating life. Right. But you can also set boundaries around that friendship and not have to be around that person. I don't want to. Wes is really, um, I have raised him. I'm curious about that part in the book. If they'll talk about friendships and relationships and things. Like, Letting your kid navigate that on your on their own, right? You can't pick friends for your kid, right? But like I know Dominic had friends that were trash talking him last year, and he was coming home very upset, repeatedly, like wanting help on how to navigate. 
because yeah. it was hurting his feelings. Well, and he's more yeah. sensitive to that. But I think it's like time and place too. Anyways, whatever. Like if they're just randomly trash talking <laughs> in the hallways, some of that kind of goes with playing games and competitive natures. But anyway, um, I I'm happy to hear that he's monitoring himself very well. I was thinking of thinking about going back to like taking everyone's phones away. We'll see. I think it ebbs and flows with what's what works for the kids. And yes. you see in the background, I have snack bags. It is that time. I have one last child whose team has snacks. Oh. Even school. Do you guys do, do they have school snack? They have to bring snacks for school? No. When you're at the do you guys? Bag. I think it stopped at third grade when we were at, at Catholic school. That was annoying. You would, you would bring, you would have, uh, we just did Once that Once a month preschool. you had to have, you were in charge of snacks. Actually, I think it stopped around COVID. It's kind of a plus of COVID where you then you had to bring those snacks for your own child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about a lot. We talked about shopping and groceries and about video games and sleep for your kids. So a lot of fodder today, Cal. Yeah. Good talk. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes as soon as they drop. And if you love today's episode, please share with another mom. And don't forget to rate on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us. If you want to know more about Kelly and I, want to find more of our blogs, tips, tools, resources, check that out at ChasingBrighter.com. And we interact with you on Instagram and Facebook at Chasing Brighter. Thanks. We'll be here next week.